When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Like I said, um, he he loved his cornerbacks big, fast, and you know nasty. So I just want to you know do whatever I can to contribute to the team and help um, bring a Super Bowl to our organization. That was Cameron Dantzler, and I think we're going to break some sort of Midwest rule here as we had an Iowa State cyclone, and now we bring on an Iowa Hawkeye onto the show. Uh, Matt Bowen, what's going on, Matt? Is that okay? Yeah, it is. Uh, you guys had Sage on earlier, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, we did. And, and they beat us in, in 99. I'm still upset about it. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> I was at Iowa, and he was at Iowa State. He was the starting quarterback. We went up to Ames. I think we lost seventeen to ten. Yeah, I haven't gotten over that. At all. And Sage probably <laughs> threw. He probably threw for one hundred and twenty yards or something. It's funny. He he just has like these not really impressive college stats and ends up with a long NFL career. So he was a fourth yes, he rounder. Did. He makes it. You were a sixth rounder. So you know, hey, the draft is great. We love to give all the grades, but uh, you never mm-hmm. know, right? No, you don't, because obviously when you're drafted higher and. Sage can speak to this as well, too. You're going to get more opportunity in the NFL when you're a first, second-round pick. As a late-round guy like I was and Sage is a mid-round guy, you don't get as many opportunities. So when you do get those opportunities, you got to be ready to go. I mean, that's as simple as I can say. You have to be ready to go professionally and to step into that opportunity you get. And I got lucky. I got some early opportunities, a six-round pick, and bounce around a little bit. And I always say, you know, I survived seven years. Mm-hmm. And so – Feel good about that. Yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, from a reporter perspective, I'm going to miss this year when we don't have rookie camps because it's fun to see mm-hmm. the fifth rounder, the sixth rounder who starts to flash even a little bit in shorts. You go, all right, well, we can keep an eye on that guy. And then you see last year someone like BC Johnson for the Vikings becomes a good player after being a seventh round pick. Right. So you never know. Um, but I, I want to get your analysis since you know we have Sage as our quarterback expert. Well, you're now our DB expert. Jeff Glad- okay. Jeff Gladney in the first round. Cam- Cameron Dantzler, they get him. We knew that the Vikings desperately needed to get some cornerbacks. How did they do here, in your opinion? Well, Matt, the last time we talked, we we discussed Jeff Gladney. Yep, I mean, we sure he, did. He, he, you know, like I said in our previous discussion, that's the guy I want in the DB room. I want to coach guys like that. You know, competitive, tough. Want to challenge wide receivers to the line of scrimmage. Both are willing tacklers. You can't play in Minnesota for Coach Zimmer if you're not going to tackle. He's a willing tackler. He will attack the ball 
drive downhill. He's got good short area speed, a ton of on the ball production at TCU. And he might, some, some people might say he's a little undersized. I think he plays much bigger than that size because he knows how to find the football and finish at the point of attack. And with Cam Dantzler, you know, Cam Dantzler did run a great time at the combine. This is kind of going back to what you were speaking about. None of that matters anymore. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Can you play or not? And that's what we're going to find out. Cam Dancer, again, ultra competitive, makes plays in the football, good in zone coverage. He's got great eyes in zone coverage. You know, Minnesota will play man. They'll play their, their zone coverages or more split safety coverages. That's when they have both these corners rolled up and sinking at the snap. That's when they can use their eyes, their short area speed to explode in the football and finish. I thought those are two excellent picks that fit the scheme, obviously fill a need, more importantly fit the scheme and what they want in the secondary in Minnesota. You know, just from doing this for a while, you, your ear gets trained of listening to the football people talk about what works, what doesn't, and so forth. And with both of these guys, the sort of natural football player element to them and the intangibles for both seem to match up with what it takes for that position. Because, man, it, like if you aren't tough or, or you can't get over it when you make a mistake, you're just going to fall apart and not be good. I, I'd, I'd like to hear you talk about that, of what it takes to be in the secondary uh, and and be good from a mental makeup standpoint. Well, it, it, it's extremely important, even more so at the cornerback position, because you are going to give up plays. I mean, even the best corners in the league get beat. I mean, it happens. You're going against the best wide receivers in the world, the best quarterback in the world, some of the best play callers in the world. They're going to scheme you up. They're going to get you isolated, and they're going to try to pick on you. You have to win some matchups. When you lose one, you got to come back and do it again because they're going to continue to test you. Whether you play three years, whether you play 10 years, you're on island by yourself. Even if you have safety help over the top, it's still about you winning that matchup. And it really starts at the line of scrimmage. Can you win at the line of scrimmage? That's a transition for all the young corners when they come into the league. Can you win against the line of scrimmage? If you have to go up against Julio Jones, can you impact that release? Okay, that's the first part. You win that part, great. Now there's three other parts to get to the end of the play. It's <laughs> right. a long process, but... The mental makeup of a defensive back, if I'm a coach, and I think this is what Minnesota looks for, I want guys that are physical and tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't talk about that enough. You know, during the draft process, Matthew, it's all about height, weight, and speed, yep. what you run the 40, what you're you okay. Like I said, that stuff's all gone now. Okay, are you a tough and physical football player? Can you take hard coaching? You're going to be coached hard in Minnesota. I can tell you that right now. You're going to be coached hard in that secondary. Can you respond quickly to adversity? Like I said, you're going to give up some plays. And can you take that coaching – and transition that to the game field because that's what really comes into play. What you're going to do in training camp, can you take it to the game field? Do you have the mental capacity? Do you have the physical capacity to survive NFL competition? I think these two guys do, and now we're going to see a playoff. Now, how about the experience that they're going to get right away? Because this is a team that doesn't have, I mean, they have a lot more now after day three, especially, but you know, they went into this with hardly any defensive backs in the DB room. And I know it's a team that wants to be in the playoffs still, but I can't see a downside to having Cameron Dantzler, Jeff Gladney, Harrison Hand. You know, they got all these guys. I, I can't see a downside to have all the young guys come in and compete together. No, you can never have too many defensive backs. I mean, that's, they can never have that. One, mm-hmm. those are also your core special teams players. Okay, most wide receivers are not running down the field on kickoff covers. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not. They're your defensive backs. They're going to play on, on punt covers as gunners. They're going to play on punt return as jammers outside. 
They're going to block in the front line of kickoff coverage. They're going to do all that stuff because they have to do it on game day. You only dress 46 guys, so you get your best athletes on the field in those situations. But also, the only way to really develop, and look, I understand. We talk about this is a discussion I have with people all the time about the quarterback position. Defensive backs are different. You know how you develop? You play. you got to go out and play. Right, you have right. to experience that. You really do. And look, if you start two young corners, you're going to have some ups and downs. So as a Vikings fan, you got to understand that. They're going to give up some play. But you know what? What you want by midseason is that it all starts to click. Right. Okay, and that's when – that's when look, the NFL season, in my opinion, really starts at Thanksgiving, right? That's when the team starts to separate and make a run for the postseason. That's when you want your young corners to be locked in and dialed in and know they can go into the film room now and self-scout their own film and say, this is why they're attacking me here. This is why I continue to get this route. This is how I can now take it away, right? So that's what you're going to have to kind of live through at the beginning as a coach, as a fan, everyone involved, that they're going to give up some plays. But you know what? Those are correctable moments. you got to go through that first. Yeah, and I think they're going to learn just a lot about these guys, even to how they prepare to get themselves to training camp with OTAs, minicamp, all that's off mm-hmm. the table. So it's even more the onus on the guy to be ready when he finally gets there. Uh, I, I want your opinion on Antoine Winfield Jr.'s fit in Tampa Bay, because I know that you were a huge fan watching his tape. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Vikings fans would have loved to see him end up in Minnesota, but I think what we're going to have is probably Anthony Harris sign a long-term contract extension so it right. didn't work out. Yeah. But if you're Winfield, I mean, you go immediately to a team that has a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, but but how do you like his fit in that defense specifically? I really like it. They're going to play some quarters, some split safety coverage, and I think they will use him in terms of his versatility and move him around, especially when he gets to their sub package. You can see him roll down over a slot and match there. You can see him as a blitzer, which he did at the University of Minnesota, blitzing from that second level, finding daylight to get home to the quarterback. He's going to be great on special teams for him. You know that immediately because he has, uh, you know, the physical play style to do that. I think it's a great fit for him. And I understand that Vikings fans wanted him. Anthony Harris is a really good safety now. Anthony Harris does not get enough credit that he deserves. He's got great ball skills. He can close in the football. He is a perfect fit for Coach Zimmerski. Um, by the way, Jonathan dug up the box score to the game you were talking about, and our friend, okay. our friend Sage threw thirteen passes that day. So I guess he didn't. Yeah, we well, probably didn't throw many, many more. I mean, that was the nineteen nineties Big Ten, Big Twelve football. I mean, there were still teams running the triple option. Then, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had a guy run for uh, two hundred and fifty-two on you. I'm sure that uh, that, I know that who was it is. not great after that to, uh, to watch the film back. So uh, good, good yeah. job, Jonathan, digging that up. Um, so let me just get your perspective sort of big picture on how this draft went. I mean, I know, obviously, you're part of ESPN's analysis team, but I just think across the board, Matt, it was brilliant. I mean, it went off so well for ESPN and NFL Network and everybody who was involved. And I can't imagine all that went into it, but I found myself, even though we were doing uh, draft coverage, sort of captivated on how they were you know, going out to different people and telling their stories and doing all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just, I want more elements of what happened in this draft to be in the future, even when things are back to normal. Right. There was a great human element. That's the best way to say yes, it. Yes. Um, you know, you got, you got an insight into watching general managers in their homes, head coaches, assistant coaches in their homes, their families around mm-hmm. them, and to see the draft picks, you know, with their families around them. Um, it was it was great. I mean, uh, I, I thought we did an excellent job at ESPN. I can't say enough for our producers, our on-air talent, everyone behind the scenes. They did an excellent job. 
and, and on the digital side at ESPN, uh, you know, my editors, mm-hmm. um, our content managers did an awesome job of putting this together. Uh, complete team effort, but it was it was great, and I think it might change going forward, like you said, in terms of the coverage of the draft and how it's handled moving forward down the years, because there so, were so many great things that came from this broadcast. Now, before I let you go, man, I just want to know um, the team or the player where you are came away from their picks or their draft and went, okay, I am very, very interested to see how this plays out. I mean, that's all of us all the time with all teams. But the one that really, really piqued your interest, um, you know, over the last couple days. I think it's the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and it's not just drafting Jordan Love. And I think Jordan Love can be an excellent pro. He's got all the natural traits. He's going to need to be coached hard. He's not ready to play just yet. So he went to a situation where he can develop. But just their overall draft, okay, a downhill running back, another tight end, more offensive linemen. I'm starting to think is Green Bay going to transition in terms of how they scheme offensively and how they want to be viewed offensively. Yeah. Are they going to be more of a downhill play-action physical team that would resemble more of what you see with Kyle Shanahan's offense out in San Francisco. And that's what I'm really wondering coming out of this draft. But there's a lot of teams that had great drafts. Minnesota's up there. Obviously, Baltimore. I like what the Colts did. Cleveland. The Cincinnati Bengals. I like what they did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you start to look at big picture and how teams draft. Green Bay stands out to me just because of the personnel they target. We know that Green Bay had you know a need at wide receiver. They did not do that. So are they going to have an offense that is going to be more classic pro style going forward in the future? And how do you think Aaron Rodgers takes all this? I mean, you know, he, I, he had a good season last year. They win 13 games. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure he was on his couch saying, can you give me another playmaker, please? Maybe somebody who can catch the ball and run with it? Right. Right. No, I understand that. But I also say this. If I'm a coach or general manager, my job is to build a football team. And I think sometimes when we look at the draft, we want immediate results, right? One guy is going to start day one and be stars. But you also have to build your football team and get stronger as a football team. Um, that quarterback room in Green Bay needed to be upgraded, you know, in terms of the depth behind Aaron Rodgers. They did that. Uh, and like I said, I don't believe Jordan Love is ready to play football just yet, but they are strengthening their football team by making that a better position, more depth at that position. And it just happened to be in the first round, which we don't usually see. But again, as I'm the GM, I have to create an entire football team moving forward, and I think that's what they did. Right. That's a good point. And we always forget that, you know, a lot of it is for two or three years out that you, you know, take these guys, not necessarily for what's going to happen next year. Matt Bowen, he is a writer and analyst for ESPN, also on one of the best shows on television, NFL Matchup. And uh, great to have you on. Great to get your, your breakdowns, Matt. I hope we can do it again soon. All right. Thank you, Matthew. Yep. Matt Bowen there. Um, follow him on Twitter at Matt Bowen41, former sixth round draft pick of the St. Louis Rams, and made a heck of a career out of it. And uh, I just always have the great respect for guys. And it feels like they, a lot of them become analysts because you have to be really smart and savvy if you're going to make that long of a career for uh, you know, a sixth round pick. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence. And it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. 
Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds missile collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, you are going to love Viator. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. And for me, Sun Valley skiing is huge on my bucket list. So I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, custom ski and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to our condo. Pretty unbelievable. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.